Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. On DAB Digital Radio and 1089 and 1053 AM, Fight Night with Adam Catterall on Talk Sport. Uh, evening and welcome to TalkSport. This is Fight Night with me, Adam Catterall. You're home for boxing. Lots to come over the next couple of hours. If you're a big boxing fan, you're going to absolutely love it. I'll introduce you to my in-studio guests in a minute. But coming up, we're going to be speaking to Michael Conlon, fresh from a fantastic victory at Madison Square Garden last weekend. We're also going to be catching up with Huey Fury as well. He was in action in Bolton last week and became the British heavyweight champion. Uh, we'll have a bit of a catch-up with him in around about 15 minutes from now. Uh, also, Gareth Day Davis, who's normally alongside me, is at Ellen Road at this moment in time, keeping an eye on Lee Selby versus Josh Warrington. There's a world title at stake there, and we'll uh, be dipping in and out of that fight and get a full uh, analytics from Gareth a little bit later on in the show. All right, if you want to get involved with the show, you can do 08717 You can text 81089. And if you're on Twitter, you can tweet me directly if you wish uh, regarding any of the topics that we're talking about tonight at Adam Catterall. Now, joining me in the studio tonight, now listen, um, with Gareth being ringside at, uh, at Ellen Road and uh, Nick being in London at an awards ceremony, I thought I'd get uh, the Chuckle Brothers in to come and give us a little bit of a lift on the show tonight. Uh, trainer extraordinaire, uh, a man that has uh, held the uh, Ring Magazine Trainer of the Year, it is Joe Gallagher. Welcome to the show. Cheers, Adam. Thank you for that intro. And a man that says, uh, well, I've lost count of how many uh, titles this man has held. I'll go for British, and we'll also go for former world title challenger as well, uh, Paul Smith Jr., on the show tonight. How are you, buddy? Are you well? Good, thank you, Adam. Look Cheers. At, look at this. Good to, ha- good to have these two in there. Um, obviously, Paul's going to give it a little bit regarding Kiev next week, no doubt, just to wind Joe <laughs> up. Uh, and especially with the football that happened a little bit earlier on, Joe's going to be in a little bit of a bad mood because uh, uh, you've got a parade now, obviously, in Manchester City Centre for uh, double runners-up, haven't you, which is always a good thing. <laughs> we have, mate. The banter started, mate. The banter started. That, <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, now, I'm going to try and keep these guys focused on the show tonight because, obviously, they're keeping an eye as well uh, on what's going on with Lee Selby and Josh Warrington. They're currently in the ring at this moment in time. Uh, but we'll get stuck in with the big headlines of the week, shall we? Well, we would do if we, if we played the music. Are we going to play the music? There we go.
Uh, the first big talking point, I'm going back to Madison Square Garden. I know Michael Conlon's going to be on the show a little bit later on. He was on the undercard of Vasil Lomachenko, Jorge Linares. I am still a little bit doughy-eyed. I've watched it four times this week. I still can't get enough of it. Vasil Lomachenko, in my opinion, is the best fighter on the planet. I'm going to get these two guys' opinion on that in a minute as well. But without any shadow of a doubt, if you have not seen it, first of all, you can't clash yourself as a boxing fan. Second of all, get yourself a subscription, download it from somewhere, and definitely go and have a bit of a nose it. It's like Strictly Come Dancing, but with fists. Get stuck in. Uh, number two this week... I know I've been speaking about him a lot over the last few weeks, but Canelo has finally signed up for the VADA 365, their drug testing programme. It's a little bit like um, closing the door after the horse has bolted, but, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit later on in the show. Uh, number three. After pausing a lot on Instagram, Adonis Stevenson is back in the ring tonight. The WBC light heavyweight champion of the world taking on Badu Jack. Looking forward to seeing him do his thing in the early hours of the morning. And we are going to be speaking light heavyweights a little bit later on uh, because Joe Gallagher's got a couple in his, uh, in, his, in his shed. Not literally in his shed, in his stable. Um, who uh, could be challenging for world titles themselves in the not-too-distant future. So that's all coming up a little bit later on. But I'm going to start, boys, with a... Top three topics that I've just been talking about. You've obviously both watched Vasil Lomachenko last week. I'm coming to you first, Mick. I'm going to come to you first. Out of all the boxing that you've watched in your entire life, have you ever seen anything like this crazy little Ukrainian? I've seen loads. There's not been, been not really as technically, probably technically gifted and naturally gifted as him. I just don't know how he does it. He's like, people call him the Matrix. It's like he's he's fathomed a new way out how to fight out to box and similar to like what Bruce Lee used to do early on and in, in when he first he just found a way to to land these shots that other people don't land and he seems to be one step ahead of everyone else I always used to notice with Mayweather his speed was just yeah totally faster than anyone else he ever fought even the fastest fellas and he'd make a joke and say time and beat speed but he was genuinely fast with this Lomachenko I, I just I think he's a step ahead he can see what you're doing before you'd even do it and just te- nullifies it and then lands three or four shots of his own and that's mm. it. He's, he's, he's absolutely brilliant. And he's not doing it against mugs either. Joe, you've obviously been in the opposite corner to Jorge Linares. You've uh, come up with a game plan to try and defeat Jorge when you uh, were obviously looking after Anthony in those two fights. Jorge's no mug. He's an elite world champion. And don't get me wrong, he put in a fantastic performance last week, but for me, it never looked like that he was going to win it against Lomachenko with the way that Lomachenko was moving. Were you seeing something totally different than what I was seeing? I thought it was a brilliant fight. I thought Jorge Linares upped his game again. Um, funny enough, I was one. I didn't want to put it out there on social media. I had Linares ahead at the time of the stoppage. Uh, one of the judges did. I mean, yeah, the judges I had, had it very, very judge. split, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's a lot of rounds that were nipper took. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like you say, I think Linares was absolutely sensational. He came out, he was leading with left uppercuts. His hand speed was phenomenal. Um, but like I say, um, Lemachenko found a way to win. And to say whether he's one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the world or the pound-for-pound fighter, you just ask Paul there, have we seen anyone like him? And I say, yeah, Rigondo. When Rigondo first burst on the scene, Rigondo was flying. What Rigondo did to Nita Denaire, what he was doing all around the world, I think his reputation has been harmed by stepping up to fight Lemachenko. Yeah. The weight division wasn't... But Rigondo was a, an, a, an absolutely brilliant amateur, turned over and was phenomenal. And he tried to go up the weights. He was his own worst enemy because no one wanted to fight him. He was that good. Um, but Lemachenko now, he's beat Linares. Would Lemachenko beat Garcia? I 
I'm not, I'm not too sure on that one. Maybe not. He might be, maybe not be able to take that power, but I'll tell you something. I don't think he'd back down from the challenge. I think he'll have a go, wouldn't he? I think he, I think he fancies it. Yeah, I think I'm sure he would do. I think he's got to come through, uh, Cassie has got to come through Robert Easter Jr. first. And there's talk of um, Lomachenko fighting Ray Beltran. Yeah, yeah. So there'd be for all the belts, all the marbles, is what Eddie Hearn would say. So, uh, no, I'm sure he'd be really up for it. There's also talk this week of um, Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, well, I think it might probably will happen, that, to be fair, with them all being top-ranked fighters. But I've also heard uh, your boy, Anthony, on uh, various radio stations this week. He's been asked the question because it's his weight category, you know? So he's been asked the question, he fancies it. Why would you not fancy it? I, I said to Anthony when, the phone, when they did the interview, I said, were you on your stag doing Thailand when the phone you, lad? <laughs> did you have too many shots, too many Zambukas when they caught you on the phone putting your name out there? And, uh, no, listen, uh, it's an opportunity. Anthony, listen, stepped up for Jorge Linares. I'm not going to sit here and say Anthony Kral beat Lemachenko, but I'm sure he'd love to share the ring with him. It was a great occasion. And um, just like Liam Smith shared the ring with Canelo, they want to go in there and test themselves. And, and fighters are fighters. If the money's right, they'll fight. Mm. Regarding how far he can go, Paul, because last week he did look considerably smaller to Jorge Linares. He's obviously done three weights. He's had 12 fights. He's a three-weight world champion. Can you see him going up to 140 and even further? I think that should be enough jumping. 135 done. But, but Yeah, but who knows? You just you just never know. Get a small leg welter. He'd, he'd have a go, wouldn't he? You think one more, Joe? Yeah, Terry Flanagan. Terry Flanagan meets Morris Hooker. I'm True. sure they'll turn around and go, we'll fancy a bit of Terry Flanagan. Lemachenko will rub his hands at that all day long. And I'm mm. sure Terry and Frank will most think, oh, yeah, Terry, we'll mm. get him over here. Um, it, I think, I it'd think... have to be someone just jumped up himself. I don't think he could, he, he wouldn't be looking at the likes of you know, big fellas. Like, there's no Crawford. chance. Well, Terence Crawford's just gone Crawford's up, hasn't he, gone. from That's there. what I was going to mention, but he's just gone. Mm. But someone of Crawford's size, is, is, he's not going to be looking at someone like that, you know. You have to look at kids who, who are just moving up, like your likes of Flanagan. And if Flanagan gets that title, Joe, as Joe's just said, it's absolutely perfect. Mm. Uh, I saw quite a bit on social media actually this week that uh, some of them fancies uh, throwing him in there with AJ. He reckons he'll uh, he'll give him a, <laughs> he'll give him a crack. <laughs> to be fair, the foot, the thing is regarding Lomachenko, his footwork is is so different to anybody else. You give him half a chance, not necessarily to to stop somebody at one forty, but you give him half a chance to outpoint somebody at one forty, wouldn't you? With his elite amateur background, yeah, definitely. But you have to look at what where Linares put him. You know what I mean? In in the first half of that fight, that that was the only time that he looked like he was going to win at Linares. But he he got up and his his balance, his faculties were all there, it was mm. was okay, and he turned it on straight away, didn't he? But I think the more you go up, the longer you're going to stay down when you do get caught with another one of them shots. Mm. Linares. As Joe's just said before, he was brilliant. You know, he is brilliant. I love mm. watching him. I love his style. I love his, his attitude. I've seen countless videos of him flattening fellas with that right hand with yeah. Lomachenko with and videos and sparring. His hand speed was bang he on. Just jumped up like yeah. Lomachenko and, and carried on. No, absolutely. I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I know that you're both keeping an eye on this uh, Selby Warrington fight at this moment in time. Paul, you just give me a little bit of a signal that uh, is it Warrington that's got a little bit of a nick over his no, left it's, eye, is it? Selby Selby's got, got a nick, has it? Clash of heads over his left eye. And uh, I, tw- I tweeted just before this fight started that I think it'd be an easy points decision for Lee Selby, and I'm just about to eat every one of my words so far. Is he putting it on him, Warrington? Is he giving himself a bit of a... He looks like he's on the front foot here. Yeah, I thought Selby uh, had a good first round. He hurt Warrington with a body shot. Mm-hmm. Warrington's come back in the second round, caught him over the top there, like Paul said. He's cut him, and um, Selby's trying to... 
get control of this fight again and put them on the back foot. Um, Selby's done some great body shots, but Warrington is seeing the blood and going for it all the time with that right hand over the top. Look at that. We're doing a radio programme and watching a fight at the same time and keeping you up to date with everything that's going on. Uh, do stick with us. This is Fight Night on TalkSport. We are going to uh, be speaking to Huey Fury next because he was in action last weekend in Bolton. He became the British heavyweight champion, so we're going to catch up with him. Uh, don't go anywhere. It's all coming next on TalkSport. Listen to Fight Night on TalkSport with me, Adam Catterall. Coming up a little bit later on, we're going to be speaking to Michael Conlon in the studio with me, Paul Smith Jr. and um, Joe Gallagher. Uh, keeping their eye on Selby Warrington and also joining in with various bits of conversation, of which I've no doubt they've got uh, um, big opinions, let's just say, on the World Boxing Super Series, which involves Paul's brother and obviously uh, a guy uh, that Joe trains, Callum Smith. We'll be speaking about that in the next 15 minutes or so, so make sure you stick around. If you've got any questions, you're more than welcome to chuck them our way and I'll point them towards the boys, all right? At Adam Catterall. Uh, now, Last week in Bolton, it was a British heavyweight championship clash between Huey Fury and Sam Sexton. And Huey um, obviously went home with the Lonsdale belt, but he did it in uh, spectacular style. And he's on the show right now. Huey, great to have you on. How are you, mate? You good? Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm very well, mate. Are you actually wearing the Lonsdale belt as we speak? I try to, but it don't fit. I'm too big. <laughs> <laughs> mate, if, if, so that's it. on the shoulder. Smig still wears his, don't you? You still put yours around? You don't, you, you... Mine definitely won't fit, though. <laughs> <laughs> got to get him on the mantelpiece, mate. That's what you've got to do, absolutely. Yeah, Listen, 100%. regarding the performance, and all wins are win, but regarding the performance, the performance was top class, mate. Are you, you must be absolutely delighted getting him out of there within five rounds. Yeah, 100%. The plan was, uh, I wanted to be honest with you, I wanted to take him into the later rounds because I know he was tough and that, and we didn't even show half of what we wanted to show, so... Because I've got so much in my arsenal, what to uh, the things I was going to explore, but because uh, I knew he was going to come strong for the first four rounds. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I knew as soon as I landed, really, I was going to land. People underestimate my power, but uh, well, that's what I've been working over over camp, and that's I never in the last fight. I was very I was disappointed in things I never done. I threw my right hand because I have uh, got power shots. So I was, after that fight, I just got in the gym and just concentrate, and then uh, that's it. It's improved. Well, last time we were speaking, mate, obviously a lot of the conversation was about being ill for the last couple of years and not w- knowing what it was all about and getting the medication and all that type of stuff to get yourself started. You look strong, so I'm guessing all that side with the with the skin ailment and stuff is all sorted now. Yeah, 100%. All that was like, coming up to that fight, I only just got over the illnesses. I only just got over them. So every single day now, my body's going, it's changing tremendously. So... I feel a lot stronger in myself, a lot better in myself. And but people don't understand. I'm 23, only 23 year old, and uh, you're I'm a baby, man. You're a baby. And, exactly. So <laughs> I'm definitely 100 percent going to take over the heavyweight division. Um, well, what's next then? Because obviously you win the British uh, title. Paul might have a different opinion on this, but uh, I know that it's a prestigious belt. Some people decide to have the three in order to keep it and keep it outright. Um, but I know that there's, uh, with what you did last week, you become mandatory for Joe Joyce's Commonwealth strap. Is that an avenue that you fancy? What do you want to do? To be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I'm world level, and I want to get back up to world level. There's no point, no offence to Joe Joyce, good fights and that, but that, they've only had four fights. And uh, so I'm not gaining anything from that. My plan is now I want to get back up to that mandatory position for world titles and get them fights as soon as possible. Well, off the back of Josie Parker then getting beat off AJ, what about a rematch? 
listen, 100%, if I can get them fights and put me back in the, the ranking, I, I'll fight anyone. But listen, what people don't understand, yeah, I believe I've got the ability to beat all these guys and uh, I'll show it on the night. If you were advising him, Joe, what uh, what angle would you be taking, uh, Huey, at this moment in time after a fantastic performance last weekend, knocking out Sam Sexton, fantastic, good British heavyweight champion, did the business? Yeah, great performance. And what he did, what he didn't do in the fight with Park, and there's no need me telling him, young Huey, he let the right hand go, and that was a big difference last week. Last weekend, the right hand, you could see he was letting it go more regular and often than he did do against the Barker fight. Um, after this fight, listen, the, 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 the division in this country is very healthy at the moment when you've got to like Derek Chisora looking for a fight. Mm. Um, and then when you go past her, most probably there's big Price. Price is wanting to come back as well. There's a good domestic clash there. And then when you can go into a fight, most probably a Roberto Hellenius, chest him there. Um, or what about a Charles Martin or Carlos Tackham, them type of kids who AJ failed up yeah, against. Yeah. So there's, there's some good international fights and domestic fights. Any one of them four, I think, would be a good fight for you. Well, we're nodding in the studio, Hugh. So, with that in mind, then, that says to me maybe two fights. So, you're looking at two lads that have maybe been there or thereabouts at world level before then you can start getting in the mix for those belts. Yeah, 100%. I've got a good team behind me and they'll sort out the fight. So, like I say, I'm, uh, I'm afraid of getting in the ring with anyone. So, uh, hopefully, they get me the good fights and I'll be fighting for world titles as soon as I know it. Have you uh, already spoken about dates? Because that's the key thing now. Obviously, with the illness and stuff, you, you've been kind of inactive for a long period of time. Is now is it about being busy now for you? Yeah, 100%. It's about getting back out there as soon as possible. So uh, I've had this week off, and then I'll be back taking over again. And uh, hopefully, they can get me out soon again. So I'm just waiting now for a date. What are you doing? What are you doing? Taking weeks off? You're not allowed to take weeks off. You're chasing world titles, pal. You can't. You can't be having a little bit of a tatty tie. You've got to get get the skipping rope back out, lad. Listen, I'm always shadowboxing, so don't worry about that. I'm always working. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the mind 24-7, so there's no ticking off, really. <laughs> Top, man. Listen, thank you so much for being on the show, mate. Have a wonderful evening. Take care, pal. Appreciate it. Thanks very much. You too. Top man, top man. Uh, Huey Fury, obviously uh, the new British heavyweight champion. Uh, he, he was fantastic last night, and you kind of said you, you've kind of nailed that because I was ringside for his Joe Parker fight, and he, it, 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 I don't, I wouldn't say he was reluctant to let it go, but it just didn't, it, he just didn't let it go. I don't know what the reason was, but last week when he did sniff a little bit of blood, he went for it, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He walked on a great right hand, but he was letting it go early in the fight as well. But it was a great shot, instinctive as he came in, and it only travelled a short distance. I and mean, you watch all the old school fights, they only have to travel that short distance. You turn the shoulder with it, hand down to the floor, and bang, Saxton was out. There was uh, no coming back for it. Like I said, you had a great fight with Derek Chisora, is a good fight. Mm. We know Tyson's fought him a couple of times, it'd be good for you. Uh, he's coming near the end of his career, Derek Chisora. I'm sure that'd be a domestic fight that they could sell just to put levels, see where he is, a good learning fight, good defence of the title. But if he wants to take a Takam or um, the, the other fellow as well, it, it, Martin, Charles Martin, yeah. they're, they're good fights who AJ's been in and dealt with easier. So, um, yeah. Statement makers is what he needs now, isn't it, really? I mean, the, we mustn't get carried away, Paul, mustn't we? Because as he just said there, he's, 20, he's 23, mate. Yeah, he, and he's a heavyweight. So yeah. 20, these heavyweights go until, as we saw with Klitschko, they go until the 40. Exactly. In, in a non-derogatory way, he's still a kid. He's still a baby, isn't he? He's got a lot of time ahead of him as a normal pro but as a heavyweight he's got even longer ahead of him and mm. he won't he, he won't even fill out properly and get his man strength probably till he, you know he'll get it a bit earlier than others but it'll be what, coming what, soon what's man strength I don't uh, think I've got it yet I'll, I'll let you I'm 37 next week I'll let you but there's some great fights out there if, if he does decide to just keep holding a bit his title he can defend it against Price against Chisora you know if you want to go on the international scene John mentioned before great opponents Hellenius Takam 
there's also Lucas Brown out there who I think Huey would, yeah, look, yeah, yeah. would look absolutely a million dollars against, against yeah, yeah, yeah great fight for him big strong fella got to keep switched on dangerous but good good to look good against for someone with mm. Huey Fiore style he's, he's, it's an important time now for his career isn't it because he's kind of got there a little bit quicker than maybe a lot of people expected yeah. with the Joseph Parker fight getting a world title shot I mean, getting that before you're 23 years of age, I mean, that's come yeah. maybe a little bit too quick for him. That's why I'm mentioning the likes of your Price Hutches or, or, or other British fighters like Sam Sexton the other day because there's no rush with him, really. The, the, I know he's had a little taste of it and he's had a little glimpse of what, what can be and he wants to get back up there as quick as he can, but there really is no rush. He's not mm. anywhere near the end. He's still at the start of his career, so mm. even if he did wait for the British, no problem. If he didn't and he went for it, then... Good on him, you know, but he's got to just pick the right fights now because he's still developing. Yeah, I, I also think with Price and Chisora that maybe not just yet because they're high risk, low reward. Yeah, high risk, low reward with them beating Price. It, but yeah, so what? Well, David Price, but if Price chins him, yeah, there you go. He's back to the starting board. One a fight or two, maybe, and then get Parker back over. Let's put that to bed. Rematch. He'll be confident. They would have seen flaws be, in what AJ Parker, did. Yeah, 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 and he'll probably let his yeah, hands go a little bit more this yeah, time round. Hundred percent. He won't be. I wouldn't say he was rabbit in the headlights last time, but he'll be more confident of his ability this time after seeing Parker in with AJ as well. Yeah, I think the, the Parker performance was he'd seen what Tyson did in Germany with Klitschko yeah. and tried to emulate that in a way, mm. but didn't necessarily put his foot down on the gas enough in order to to, to win it. Yeah. I, had it. I had it extremely close, that, that particular bout, but... When you're the champion, you've got to take it off the champion, aren't you? You can't just allow them to coast through a fight. You've got to go and take it off them. Exactly. You, you can't go in there on a hope and a prayer and nick rounds and nick rounds. When, mm. um, you've got to go in there and you've got to rip that world title away and leave no doubt whatsoever. Mm. Um, regarding uh, the his, his, his cousin, Tyson, obviously, who's ringside at this moment in time in, at Ellen Road, and I know that you just keep an eye on that because they're talking quite heavily uh, to Lee Selby. He's got a nasty gash over his eye, but they're allowing this fight to continue. We'll get a little Two bit of an update. Not. Over both eyes now. We'll get a little bit of an update on that in a minute. Tyson's um, ringside at the moment, and I've just seen him on camera, and he looks in fantastic shape. However, he's had to shift a lot of poundage, Johnny. He's had to shift a lot of weight in order to get himself to this situation. How long, realistically, do you think he'll be back to what we've seen previously? Or do you think he can get back to what we've seen previously? Hopefully he can. I think it's not the weight, as I'm sure Joe will probably agree. I don't think it's the weight that's done that's going to be that the deciding factor. It's the, the inactivity. Yeah. Because he hasn't been fighting. He's sparring again. It's the best part of three sparring. years by the time he gets back yeah, in the ring in June, isn't time. it? So he'll, hmm. he'll need a few fights, but we're lucky that we, we actually know how well he's doing in the gym because his strength and conditioning coach, Christian, is also our, our strength and conditioning yeah. coach and worked with me all through my career and works with Stephen and, and Liam McCallum now and then as well now because they've all obviously been doing a lot of pinballing with Joe and Johnny Velocity and the likes. But he's a very um, fitness and strength and, and, and weight loss base anyway and, and Tyson's definitely reaping the reward. He seems to have done it right. Brilliant. Yeah. It's not like fallen off, has Because Yeah, there's yeah. a period of time where I was thinking, is he doing anything? But it seems to have been a gradual thing and that's obviously the right way of going about it. Definitely. Coming up before Christmas, he, he'd started this at the back end of last year. And we're all waiting with bated breath, thinking, can he get through the Christmas without falling off the wagon and yeah. putting it all back? But like you say, first of all this year, that is one one title, slimmer of the year. That's one straight away. He's won <laughs> Weight watchers, no, no one can beat him this year, can they, for that one? So there's one title straight away. Um, but like I say, he's done it well. He's not rushed. He's thought about it. He's coming back when he's ready. Not when he's been forced by TV promoters, title opportunities. Um, 
He's sparring. You've seen him a few times now, a few shinies. He's been good sparring with Nathan Gorman and other kids, the mm. Rhino, um, White as well. So it's can he get to there? It remains to be seen. Yeah. And, and I think that's the thing with Tyson Fury. He's he's that uh, is is that person. You just don't know what's going to happen with him, but you do know is is back, which is great for the sport. And he might have gone out of the sport a badder. What we seen there at Manchester Arena when yeah. it was Groves and Eubank, yeah. he was loaded back like a hero. Yeah. And as much as Anthony Joshua is doing great for heavyweight boxing, I won't be surprised when that fight is made that a lot of people is pro Tyson Fury in that crowd that night when them two eventually get it on. Mm, I'd agree with that. And one, one of the other interesting narratives regarding this Tyson Fury comeback is that his corner will be different when he does come back. He won't be working with family anymore. It's obviously he's been doing quite a lot of stuff with Ben Davidson and, he, and I'm led to believe that Ricky Hatton will be in his corner as well on June the 9th. So that's going to be an interesting story to see where that goes. I, I doubt you can teach Tyson Fury too much because he's an extremely well-rounded, um, he has a, an extremely well-rounded boxing IQ. But it's going to be interesting not having his uncle there when maybe at times get tough in a fight, you know? Yeah, he can do I think Tyson's got huge belief in himself. Um, I thought at one point he may have gone over and joined the Ingalls. Billy Joe's gone over there, yeah. done a good job with him. And um, I know he was about in and around that gym for a while and thought, Joe, you know he might go over there. Like the way it was set up, disciplined. Dominic's a good trainer. Um, but obviously he's chose to do it his way with Ben. And obviously now bringing Ricky into the corner. I'm sure the press conferences have got to be funny with them too. And I'd like to see the corner instructions between the pair of them. Like, do you know what I mean? It's mm. a, but like I say, it, it, it's a, it's a, Ricky Hatton's a, a great trainer. He's doing really good himself now with his young stable. And he's been there and done it himself. So mm. Tyson's thinking, well, I've got to take something from somebody who's been there and done it. Mm. June the 9th, that's the, that's the date that Tyson will be back. Like I said, he's ringside at Ellen Road at this moment in time. I know that both of you have just been keeping an eye on this. It's into the seventh round. Selby does look absolutely... Well, he's covered in claret at this moment in time, and I know that the doctors were just having a quick look at him. Every time I've looked up at my screen for this particular fight, Josh Warrington is on the front foot. He's trying to get on his, on his chest and trying to make it dirty on that inside, and he's, he's, landing, he's landing some wonderful, wonderful shots. Is he, is he well ahead in this fight? Not well ahead. Probably 4-2, you know, 3 all of you being very generous to Selby, but... He's, um, he's well in it then. Shattered Selby, and I think, as we've all said before, and as Joe said before, he's, he's very, very tight at the weight. If he's struggling at the weight, then he'll come into bother later on. But just, just he's getting tagged he's for just, fun at the moment. He, he might knock him out and make a light on me, but he's just not a puncher, is he, Joe? No, I, I, I say he's relentless. He's like a dog with a bone here, Josh Warren. Yeah. Fair play to him because he's he, in he, supreme he, condition at the 100%. moment. Hundred percent. He's Joe, he's on a mission here. He's not to be denied. Lee Selby, I've never seen him hit as much as he has been doing tonight. He's, he's coming back with good body shots, and it's a very competitive fight. It's a tremendous fight. It's uh, coming towards the end of the seventh round. We will be get, keeping you up to date with that, and of course, Gareth Davis is ringside for us, and he'll be. Uh, uh, giving us a full analysis of this, what's looking like an absolute tremendous ding-dong at this moment in time. You're listening to uh, Fight Night on TalkSport. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the World Boxing Super Series. All three for your winner by unanimous decision. He's still undefeated, now advancing to the finals of the World Boxing Super Series to compete for the Muhammad Ali Trophy. And still, the WBC Super Middleweight Diamond belt holder, Kellum Mundo Smith. 
Uh, time to talk about the World Boxing Super Series here on TalkSport. This is Fight Night, your home for boxing. If you want to get involved with the show, at Adam Catterall, we will keep you up to date with everything that's going on with uh, Selby Warrington at this moment in time. The official, well, I said the official, the TV judging at the moment as uh, Warrington two, uh, two rounds up uh, into the eighth. Um, Warrington really is taking his opportunity here, but we'll keep you to the, with that in a minute. Uh, now, I want to talk World Boxing Super Series uh, because Joe Gallagher's in the studio, as is Paul Smith Jr. It's quite nice because, uh, obviously, you're related to Callum and you train him. Uh, and he's in the final of the Super Middleweights uh, in the World Boxing Super Series. Now, the thing is, we haven't got a date for this as of yet. Uh, last week, we had uh, Callum Sowland on the show and he told us uh, that it has to happen before August. Um, things are up in the air because George Groves, the other finalist, the world champion in the final, um, dislocated his shoulder in his semi-final against Chris Eubank Jr. And therefore, he's uh, obviously going through rehabilitation. But um, obviously, all the boxing all the boxing fraternity, all the boxing fans, they want Callum Smith, George Groves in the final. But the World Boxing Super Series is saying that the final has to happen by a certain date. Uh, now, I know that you can't tell me too much because you're on with working at this moment in time. I don't want to get anybody in any bother, all right? Well, yeah. I said don't want to get anybody in any bother. I'll get you in bother for fun. So you just feed it to me, and then I'll say it, and then we'll get what well, then everything will be pied off. Now, what's the, what's the current situation at this moment? Do you Have you been given a, pro, a provisional day or anything like that? Because obviously you're in camp. Now, we were led to believe, talking to Calla last week, that this won't be happening August time. So I insinuated July, and he kind of insinuated it would be the last weekend of June. So if it is the last weekend of June, you've got six weeks to prepare a guy for uh, for for the final of the World Boxing Super Series. Yeah, well, at the moment it's end of July, end of June, beginning of July. Um, whether it's George Groves, whether it's Chris Eubank, there's been no announcement of George Groves is out. Yeah. No one's seen that. There was an interview this week with Chris Eubank Jr.'s trainer, um, Ronnie Davis saying that Chris Eubank Jr. is in the gym, he's training, and he's got to step in for George Groves. Um, we're waiting for confirmation whether George Groves is in the final or is Chris Eubank going to be the replacement. But um, they're two very different fights, so how can you prepare your man for that fight? Because they are very different. 100%. Um, the sparring partners we've got on standby if it's George Groves, and we've got sparring partners on standby if it's Chris Eubank Jr., but what we need to know is the date. Now, with the cruiserweights, that was scheduled for... Last weekend. May, last weekend. May the 11th it was, yeah. Yeah, and now from what I'm hearing with that, that's been put back two months. I think that's got to go ahead in July. Okay. Um, George asked for a request for a month, I think it was. Um, so by the looks of things, it may be in around three, four, five weeks. I don't know why they just don't go, all right, and George, you have two, three months and we'll do it in August. Or we'll do it like a Charity Shield showcase. Hmm. Here's the final, Cam Smith-Groves. Boom, end of August, and there's the new season, um, away we go. Have you been listening to the Fight Disciples podcast? Is that what we uh, suggested uh, earlier on this week? Because that is bang on. That's exactly what we've been thinking on there, is they've launched a new season of the World Boxing Super Series, Bantamweights, Super Lights and Light Heavyweights. We'll get to them later on. But when the new season does kick off in September, you could have the quarterfinal, air quarterfinal, let's say, or a couple of quarterfinals on a particular night. And, of course, then your showcase could be the season one finale of the Super Middleweights if George obviously needs a little bit more time to rehabilitate that shoulder. It makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, 100%. There was um, social media this week seeing George Groves on the pads with um, yeah. Shane. He's getting better. And I know Shane and also George, they'll be working diligently. They'll have the best in the business working on that shoulder to get it repaired and get him in there. Uh, the, the money and everything that's on it. George has become the number one in the world now. Um, number one in the ring magazine. Yeah. And um, we're up against Callum Smith, who's number three. There's a chance of the ring on the belt. So George wants this fight. George wants the final. We want this fight in the final. 
Um, if it the fans want it in the no, vinyl. The fans want it. I've seen social media that the what came back. Um, they weren't too happy about it being Eubank in the final, but we're at the mercy of Camosa. That's what happens when you sign into the tournament. Yeah. Very much you've seen in the semi-finals. We were saying, oh, we don't want it in Germany. We should have it in neutral ground. Mm-hmm. Amsterdam has suggested, and we ended up fighting a Dutch fella in Germany. When yeah. We, so that, that's it. We're at, we're at the mercy of them. But Cam Smith's training, and um, listen, there's been lots of back and forth this week. I can't really say too much more at the moment, but uh, we should know in a week or two, though. Yeah, I, I reckon we would definitely know this week. Okay, uh, Paul. Yep. Regarding your brother, I can't think of too many fighters that have been as unlucky as him over the last three years than uh, than anywhere in the world of boxing. I mean, if you, if you actually go into from the moment that he became the number one in the WBC, or even when he became WBC silver, from that moment onwards, for him not to have had a world title shot as of yet. For me, he's a bit criminal, really. Yeah, he's been number one contender for nearly three years or something, hasn't he? You know, listen, it's a first world problem, isn't it? As they say, it's, yeah, of course, it's, it's of a course, nice, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. nice problem to have. You can either beat George Groves for the WBA title and this much yeah. money, or beat Chris Eubank Junior for this much money and a tournament win, or, or you know, if it's either one, it it, it doesn't necessarily matter. It shouldn't, but it does. To Callum, he wants to fight the winner. He wants George Groves and. You but know, it, but in real terms, for those that don't know the politics of this, he actually should have been going into this tournament as the WBC champion, yeah, exactly. or of at least having a shot at yeah. the WBC belt, yeah. because of all the messing about with Darrell. Then he kind of thought, well, I'm sick of messing well, about with this. I'm going to clear off. Darrell again be, before this one, obviously. Yeah. You know, it would have had to be maybe in Michigan or whatever else. Callum was the number one. Darrell was put into face Callum as a, as another mandatory challenger, but Callum was the was the mandatory challenger. So to do Jack, yeah, to do Jack, and then he vacated and went up to to, to light heavyweight, but. You know, yeah, it is. It's a problem. It's been, you know, listen, this isn't an ideal scenario now. He's got six weeks to prepare to fight George Groves or Chris Eubank Jr. As Joe's just and if it's it. George Groves, it's the biggest fight of his life. It's for a world title. This shouldn't be happening for Callum. No, I can say it because I'm technically not involved contractually to the tournament. Joe is and Callum is, but it's not really right on Callum, your, your number two seed, your, your, your finalist, to have to sit there and wait for George Groves to heal up or, or decide if he's fighting, Chris Eubank to decide if he's fighting or to not know which one he's fighting or which date he's fighting with what could possibly be six weeks to go. Yeah. You know, it's not really it's not really fair, but you have to get on with it. And but from his point of view... As I said, he before, entered this worst problems to that. Of course there is, there? of course there is, yeah. But from his point of view, he entered this tournament to become a world champion yeah. because he was guaranteed, right, you're going to get three fights in this period of time and if you win them all, you will be the champion of the world. And that was, that was his ambition. Yeah. Now, he, he could come through all those three fights, win them all, and not be world champion. And te- yeah, technically not if, if they put a replacement in. But again, you know... Everyone will have their own opinion on it. I think Eubank is a, is a very good replacement if it was to be a replacement. But I I've not, I, personally, I have no problem with the fight. I like the fight. I, but I, not I, in these circumstances. No, not in these circumstances. At the end of the day, they keep mentioning Wimbledon. If Roger Federer gets beat off Djokovic in the semis and all of a sudden Andy Murray pulls out and Federer can't come back in, mm. it, it's, you've lost, you're out the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've exited. I think Bremer would have been a good replacement. It was a good replacement. It didn't happen in the semis. And I felt That's sorry for him in the semis as well. Business. Yeah. I think Bremer, Bremer was a, a good shout. But like you said, we went into this to come out a world champion. There was talk, I don't know how true it was, that Eubank and Cal now one and two in the IBO world rankings. That's true, yeah. that is true. Surely they can't try and throw that on it. I, I don't want to say too much, but that's uh, no. it, we can't have that at all. And it was three years next month since uh, Callum beat Christopher Abras for the WBC silver yeah. title. Three years ago next month. Three years, and he still hasn't had a shot at no. a world title. I, I don't know that we're going... Listen, it, it, it does sound like a little bit of a loving. There'll be people listening to this, because people know that I'm a fan of his. I've been speaking about it. Obviously, you're his brother and you're his trainer, so therefore it is a little bit of a loving. 
But we're just telling you facts. He, he has been the, uh, the WBC silver champion for near enough three years. And therefore, he was messed around with the Durrells on a couple of occasions. And therefore, back and forth, whether it's Michigan, whether it's LA, whether it's over here, whatever it may be. And then for, for him to give that opportunity up to then come into the World Boxing Super Series to be, in essence, promised a shot at a world title, for that not to happen, where does he go after that? No, if he wins it, let's say it is Eubank Jr. and he wins, yeah. where does he go after that? Who does he fight? Well, I, Where's there an opportunity? If, if, if this goes ahead, I think there's likelihood that George Groves would fight James DeGale. I think that's the fight that the most probably do. On the other side of it, outside of the tournament, Calm Smith wins this. I think we'd go straight in with Benavides after that. That's what we'd want. Would Calm will be the mandatory. We've had assurances from the WBC. As soon as he's out, he'll have a shot against Benavides, and I think that's the route we'd go. Mm. Benavides get the WBC title, and then go fight the winner of Groves and DeGale. Politics in boxing, eh? Oh, why do you, why do you boys get involved in this sport? I'm, eh? go, I'm, it's going crazy. To, I'm going to write a book one day. People, even me talking to you now, Adam, the stuff I know is just like, and you can't say it's just like one day I'll write a book. People have not got a clue what's going on behind the scenes. It's unbelievable. Bestseller, that's one. Bestseller, ten percent. I tell you, I'll be in the law courts. <laughs> I'll give you that. And we do it because, as Stallone said, we, we box because we can't single dance. <laughs> uh, lots still to come on the show. Coming up after eleven o'clock, by the way, we're going to be speaking to Michael Conlon. Make sure you stick around for that. Um, this is an absolute cracker, by the way, at Ellen Road at this moment in time between uh, Lee Selby and Josh Warrington. Uh, enter, well, I think they're into the championship rounds now. I took my eye off it there. I don't know what round. Uh, yeah, I think just, this is 11 coming Going up. into 11 now, are they? Uh, but it's an absolute cracker. We'll get you an update on it next. You're listening to uh, Fight Night on Talk Sport. Don't call it a comeback. Uh, you're listening to TalkSport. This is Fight Night. You're home for boxing with me, Adam Catterall. Hope you're well, Paul Smith Jr. And Joe Gallagher in the uh, studio with me at this moment in time. Um, we are currently keeping our eye on an absolute... It looks an absolute classic. I'm going to have to watch this back after the show uh, between uh, Lee Selby and Josh Warrington. Uh, and it looks to be going in the favour of the Leeds man. And we might be crowning a new featherweight world champion at some point tonight. Uh, there's a, they're in the 11th round. There's about a minute left of this. And uh, obviously then the, the final 12th round. Uh, and if the TV scorecards are anything to go by at this moment in time... Uh, Josh Warrington is three rounds up on the IBF champion and therefore could be being crowned. What does this mean then for that for that division? Because if we'd have all sat down at the start of this, and, we, and I'm sure you have done amongst your friends, and, pick, and tried to pick a winner, Lee Selby points would have been the, the majority decision, wouldn't it? Oh, not half. I, I think everyone said the same thing. You know, I've just been looking on Twitter. Let me, brother Liam, tweeted the same thing. I tweeted just before it started, I think Selby points is, is buying money and that, that was the bet before the fight. I said just then, I've just tweeted myself, I think all the, uh, the people who think they know a bit got it totally, totally wrong, and the average fans got it completely right tonight. The the, the fitter, sharper, busier man is, is winning, and deservedly so if he wins the world title tonight. From from what I'm seeing, Joe, yeah, this is desire. This is, this is a kid that knows full well that he's in with an elite fighter, and he's thought to himself... Do you know something? I'm just going to have to put it on him. Absolute put it on him. And obviously we can't hear it at this moment in time because we're watching this with the sound off. But I'm assuming with this being at Ellen Road in his hometown, cheered on by uh, some ferocious fans, and he's got he's got a serious backing as uh, as Josh Warrington. He, he looks like he's he's floating on air at this moment in time, doesn't he? He's just 
seriously grabbing this chance with both hands. Yeah, Lee Selby's doing his best to try and pull this back. But every time he does, he lands good shots. Josh Warren comes straight back and, uh, and gives it him straight back. Josh Warrington there, we're going into round 12, and it looks like he could do another 12 rounds. He's absolutely pumped up here and going into the last round, and I'm sure this crowd will roar him on. Lee Selby getting involved in a, a like toe-to-toe fight, not really his style, mm. and getting caught with shots and counters. Um well, I say it's a great fight. I'm like you, Adam. I can't wait to get home and watch this again. But it'll be uh, fantastic, and uh, I'm sure now Frank Ringside will be rubbing his hands at the thought of a, a Carl Frampton, uh, Josh Warrington big summer showdown. Well, th- that's what I'm thinking now because the majority of us would have thought Selby comes through this. He sets up the Windsor Park showdown with Carl Frampton. That's that's in stone. It's happening in August for for Carl Frampton. I know he's ringside tonight. Mm. But now this throws a complete spanner into the work. Surely it's got to be Warrington going in there as the IBF champ. Yeah, definitely. I'd like to know what the judges, who the judges are tonight. I, I, haven't, I don't know who the judges are. Um, but like you say, this by looking at this, if Joshua Warrington comes through, keeps keeps up on his feet today in this last round, he, he'll become and crown the, the new world champion. Um, and it'll set up a, a great summer showdown with uh, Carl Frampton. How, how do you rate the uh, the featherweight division, Paul, at this moment? Because later on, I, mean, I know that we've been speaking off there about, obviously, Gary Russell Jr. and Joseph Diaz, the WBC champion, uh, Gary Russell Jr. He's in action in the early hours of the morning uh, over in the States. He's, again, another guy who holds a WC belt that's just so inactive, don't mm. fight. But when he does fight, he's brilliant. absolutely outstanding, yeah. isn't he? He's brilliant as well. He's... Um... Quality fight. It's a great division. Like a quick, quick day. Kick out. I'll be screaming for this fight as well. You know, there's so many on the domestic scene. I think Frampton's going to get this fight, but abroad as well. It's it's a massive division, isn't it? It's it's an exciting one as well. Is it, 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 mate? The the more I think about it, obviously I know we've got the super uh, feathers and bantams and various things like that, and they all seem to be at this moment in time incredibly competitive with British fighters in yeah. those in those categories, really competing at the top, top level. Well, look at this fight. You've said yourself, you know, it, it's just desire winning this fight for, for, for Josh Warrington here. And I can't, I cannot make it, I haven't been scoring it properly because we're watching it on a, you know, on, on a small screen and there's no sound because we're in the studio, but I can't make a case here from the, the, the majority of the rounds that I've seen, of the fight that I've seen for um, for Selby winning this fight, to be mm. honest with you. It depends on the judging, as Joe's just said, it depends who the judges are and, where they're from and, and and what they like. Do they like aggression? Do they like slick back foot boxing? But I can't really make a case for Warrington yeah. here in this fight. But it, but even now, even with the what we just said there about the slick back foot boxing, when he tries to do it, he's yeah. he's so quickly on his chest. Is uh, Josh Warrington? He has been relentless. Third play with him. Whoever his conditioning coaches, they have got him in unbelievable nick. He's still going like a Duracell bunny at this moment, isn't he? And yeah, there's about a minute left of the final round. Yeah, we were very privileged in Manchester years ago to watch Ricky Hatton put a performance like this, what Josh yeah. Warrington's putting into the throne Costa Tazoo that night. I think Leeds over there in Yorkshire tonight are having their Ricky Hatton moment mm. tonight. I think Josh Warrington, if he lifts this tonight, they'll be talking about this performance for years. They were there that night when Josh Warrington became a world champion. Yeah. And I'm sure Kid Galahad will be shouting out for a big Yorkshire showdown. Do you think he'll get it? Do you think he'll get, get this? I mean, this is now lined up for Windsor Park, isn't it? Frampton. This is one. This is one. Yeah, I totally lined up for Frampton. Yeah. Definitely. Unless something happens with the Oscar Valdez thing, because I know he's out injured at this moment in time, the WBO <laughs> champ. Unless Oscar Valdez miraculously his yeah. jaw miraculously recovers and gets in line for August for for Carl Frampton. This is the fight to make. After after this performance yeah. now, what we're watching at this moment, and I know this is difficult if you're listening to this on the radio, you, you're not seeing what we're seeing. But after this performance, people are going to be going crazy for a Carl Frampton fight, aren't they? 
Definitely. Josh Warrington just walked into a big left hook by Lee Selby down the straight there and it bounced off him, didn't affect him whatsoever and just came back and answered back with two right hands of his own. They said the bell's ended now. Warrington's lifting his hands up in the air. Team Selby aren't celebrating at all. They They're know. not celebrating. They know titles changed hands tonight and... Uh, Josh Warrington looks like he's got to be crowned the new, the new world champion. That fight as well, for anyone watching, I'm not sticking the boot in, but that fight's a classic example of why you try and get the best cutsman available to you that you possibly can, because the, the cut work again was, mm. was was shocking tonight. And it, he, he bled non-stop all the way through the fight. The, 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 the cuts didn't... Well, st- he didn't stem any blood flow. The cuts didn't die yeah, off yeah. or nothing like that. He just bled from, from the minute he was cut to the end, and he's trying to work on him now. The fight's over. You know, Just, just clean the lads up and, mm. and clean his face up. Well, speaking on that, we actually saw last week, didn't we, in the Linares-Lomachenko fight, when Linares did get a nick, it was gone within 30 seconds. As soon as they sat him down, he thought, right, we'll get a bit of adrenaline on that, and it went out the way. I mean, it is it is a massive part of our sport, because the way that certain fights do clash, uh-huh. therefore heads do come together, and you do get you do get nicked, don't you? You do. I'm just looking at Josh Wallington. He's nearly in tears, asking his, co- his, his, his mates and his, his cuts man himself, has he got it? Just the tension must be must be absolutely unbelievable for me because I, I think myself and I think that a lot of people watching will agree he's done enough here to yeah. to, to get this fight. He has, he has done enough, right? Now you have been in a world title fight where a decision where a lot of fight fans thought that you did you should have got it but you didn't get it, right? What's this moment like at this moment in time? When yours was a little bit closer, so I, I, I would say that his is quite wide there. I reckon he's done about three or four rounds there to win this, yeah. but yours was real and nip it up one two rounds either way. What's that, this that, moment that's a, like? That's an eight-four fight. I think with mine, it was either a seven-five either way or a six-all, depending on how you scored. You know, I've, I've watched it. I've watched it plenty of times. Don't talk to yourself. I'll never sway. <laughs> I'll never sway my decision from a seven-five yeah. to me. But when you stand standing, you think I've got it. But the first thing that comes to your mind, unfortunately, which is wrong, is but will they give me? Yeah, you know, and that's probably what he'll be thinking here. He, he's, he's in his fighting, own town, though. You're in but Germany, he, but he's fighting a champion. Yeah. He walked to the ring first. You know, he, he's fighting a champion, and yeah. he, he's. He's been a champion for a long time, so he'd be very, very nervous here. It'd be interesting to see Frank's reaction there. See Frank Warren try to look over the ropes, look at the judges' scorecards with Sanaga's manager as well, and uh, I'm just waiting to see is any joys of excitement coming out of Warrington's corner yet. I don't think no one seems to know. I don't think Frank was fortunate to get a look at the scorecard there then. For for a new boxing platform as well, I say a new boxing platform because they've been going a long time now, obviously, with Box Nation, but with this deal with BT Sport, and we speak about this all the time, obviously, for a lot for a lot of people, boxing only exists on Sky Sports. Fair enough, because they put on some decent shows, but it's important that we do have other platforms as well putting on other shows. Last week, there were a few fans treated to, obviously, what Huey Fury did on Channel 5. Great figures. Great figures. About one and a half million people yeah, having a little bit of nosing on that, yeah, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. And tonight... There will have been people tuning into this tonight thinking, all right, go on, let's see what it's all about. Off the back of the FA Cup final, because BT had the FA Cup final. And that has absolutely nailed it on. People will be coming back off the back of this to, uh, to tune back into boxing. It's important. Yeah, 100%. Obviously, we've got Anthony Joshua in football stadiums down in Cardiff. And then here we are tonight at Elland Road tonight now. Josh Warrington in a stadium in a great fight, fan-friendly fight. And boxing, boxing's sexy at the moment. Boxing's an in-sport at the moment. And uh, everyone wants to go there, enjoy a night out. I'm sure everyone there leads tonight. We'll have a great night. Like I say, as we're, we're awaiting the, the decision now. Stadium fights. We get we're being treated to them at this moment in time. I think a bit apart from well, this one tonight must be about the fourth or the fifth now within the next last twelve months. 
It's unbelievable, isn't it? When mm. it, all it used to be down at Robin Park Arena or, or your leisure <laughs> centre, Altrincham Leisure Centre and stuff like that. And like you say, um, they're, they're, they're not shows no more, they're yeah. events, aren't they? Yeah, car park for you, weren't it, Paul? That's where you used to, that's where you uh, earned your coin. Josh Warrington wants to go Olympia, <laughs> all of them. We, we've had some, we've had some funny fights in, in, in funny places, but I've boxed in some great places as well. So, you know, I, I can't complain. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. No, absolutely not, mate. Um, now, the uh, ring announcer is obviously just reading out the cards at this moment in time. And uh, we've obviously just seen Josh Warrington break down to his knees because he is the new IBF for the week. I think that's right. We didn't obviously get the scorecards. We haven't got the, uh, the, the width of the, of the point difference. It seemed like the way that he was reading it out that there might be a split decision or a majority decision there or something. We've got no sound, have we? We haven't got any sound there to confirm that. But yeah. what we can confirm is that, the, obviously, with the jubilation that's going on at this moment in time at Ellen Road, uh, Josh Warrington has just become uh, the new IBF featherweight champion of the world. And what we have seen from from silently observing it through doing a radio programme at the exact same time, thoroughly deserved it against all the odds because all of us at the start of this would have, would have sat down and gone, yeah. Selby will do my I was points. asked for an opinion on the fight um, by Boxer Monthly and I went Lee Selby points and uh, fair yeah. play to Josh Warrington tonight. Uh, came through it, won British, stayed stayed with the course, got his opportunity and he's grabbed it with both hands Absolutely. tonight. And uh, welcome to the big time, Josh Warrington. Welcome to the big time indeed. New world champion. We're going to get a, a little bit of a chat with Michael Conlon next on Fight Night. On DAB Digital Radio and 1089 and 1053 AM. Fight Night with Adam Catterall on Talk Sport. Uh, you're listening to TalkSport. This is Fight Night Live with me, Adam Catterall. Hope you are well. If you've only just joined us, where have you been for the first hour? It's been action-packed. There's a lot to come in the final hour of the show as well. We're going to be catching up uh, with Gareth A. Davis, who's been at Selby versus Warrington at Ellen Road in Leeds. Uh, so do stick around. We'll get his uh, analysis of all that in the next half an hour to 45 minutes, all right? Uh, right now, though, I want to turn our attention to a man that was fighting last weekend uh, in his seventh fight. As a professional, he is still undefeated and he is making Madison Square Garden in his own front lawn, let me tell you. Michael Conlon, welcome back to the show, mate. How are you? Cheers, Adam. All good, mate. All good. Everything's going well. 
Well, I, I know that uh, I mentioned that it's like your, uh, your, your home from home, Madison Square Garden, because you've got obviously the Belfast thing coming up. We'll get to that in a minute, mate, yeah. but it literally is. Madison Square Garden is your, uh, is your living yeah. room now, mate. You turn up, you do the business, don't you? <laughs> That's it, it is indeed. It's, you know, it's, they, they treat me like I'm, I'm in my own house, you know, they, they give me everything and you know, the people at the garden are fantastic to me. I just go in and I just have to go in and box someone. But uh, <laughs> it's it's a fantastic arena and it, it is now my second home. Mm, absolutely, mate. And last week, obviously, um, a fantastic uh, unanimous decision shut out. I got the feeling watching it, Michael, that you could have taken that guy out at any particular point and you knew that. It was like, listen, I'm just going to uh, try some of the things that I've been uh, learning in the gym. Is that how it went? Yeah, that, listen, that was, that's what it was all about. It was about practicing the things we'd be working on the, in the gym and, you know, learning and lear- learning while we're there in the face. You know, you can learn in the gym all you want, but, you know, you need to learn more when you're actually in the in the heat of battle. So, you know, I think I took my time. I, I maybe could have took him at, at some point in the way, but he was very negative also. He, he, he ran yeah. off lot and, you know, it was hard to pin there at times, but... You know, uh, I wanted to work on things, so I was happy to get the rounds. Yeah, you had him going in the fourth, mate. I thought that that's when you were going to finish it off. So it must be quite difficult for you to restrain yourself to say, you know, something I'm going to hang on here because I fancy another four rounds of beating this guy up and trying some new stuff uh, that we did in the gym. Yeah, like, I, I had him I had him in the fourth, he was gone, but I just I took the off the gas and, you know, wanted to work on things. Instead of rushing my work and, you know, smothering. So I, I, I'd rather kind of practice things that, you know, I have been learning in the gym and, and, mm. and doing you know, practicing and try, trying to get the hang of. And, you know, I thought I'd done a great job of, of, of working on things, you know. I, I, everybody's not going to know what I'm working on the gym, but I was working on things which I was showing in the face. So. How you um how you finding working with Adam Booth? He was part of our commentary team for the uh, Hair Bell Unite, and we're having a little bit of a chinwag about you, mate. And he's dead excited, obviously, about working with yourself and Josh and Ryan. It's a thriving little gym, that isn't it, mate? Are you enjoying it? Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, it's a great gym. Um, great kind of you know friendly bonds in the gym with with the with the guys, the teammates, and you know I think even with Adam, it's it, it's it's a great it's a great relationship with them already. And you know I'm really happy with how it's going. It's it's moving in the right direction. And I feel like I'm learning every time I, I go to the gym, and you know, I feel like it's showing in my performances the way I'm working. You know where I actually are doing things we're actually practicing them instead of just trying to throw someone out there and not learn anything now be honest with me mate when you and Adam got back to the changing room last week how quickly did you get showered and changed back ringside to watch Lomachenko <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I, I took my time because I knew there was a fight up between us so you know, uh, I, I got the shower and I heard the fight was still on so you know, I took my time but once I got out there it was, it was great Mate, he is something special, isn't he? You know what I mean? I mean, to be fair, Jorge Linares was brilliant as well. It was one of those nights where boxing won. I know that Lomachenko's going to get all the credit for what he did, but boxing won. Yeah. I mean, it was a tremendous fight. Yeah, it definitely was. And, and listen, I, I'm, people may criticise me and, 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 and say that, you know, I'm talking about a lot of teams, but I think uh, this game, uh, I mean, criticism, but I think uh, Lomachenko is, you know, Probably the greatest ever about the gloves on, and that's a big statement. So it's so already on in his career, but I do think mm. he's the best ever. Listen, I've been getting tons on social media all week for saying the exact same thing, mate. Twelve professional fights. I know it sounds crazy, but twelve professional fights to say that about somebody—it is a little bit ludicrous. But look at him; my eyes see yeah. something that I've never seen before. The the foot movement, the way that he creates angles—he's he's on a different planet. That's 
he he does things that no one else. I don't think has ever done. Yeah. He does, and how, how easily he he put in. Let's let, let's be honest here. This guy's really a featherweight. He's not, he's not a lightweight. He's not a super yeah. featherweight. He's a featherweight, mm-hmm. and and he's in there taking part legitimate lightweights. You know, mm-hmm. three time world champion, and and like. That's that's usually and if he if he if he fights Mickey Garcia, and he beats Mickey Garcia, it's 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 definite. I think if he if if he can beat Mickey Garcia, I definitely would put him down as you know the best they ever do. And I know like you can say with a level of opponents compared to the likes yeah. of Ali Leonard, all these guys aren't kind of the same kind of guys he's faced. But what he's doing with what's in front of him it, it has not been seen before. I don't think. No, he's absolutely, absolutely. And I noticed that you mentioned that he's a featherweight there. Are you trying to call him back down? Is that what you're trying to do there, nah, Michael? Are you nah, trying to... <laughs> I'm, I'm telling him to move on up the welterweight. <laughs> Top man. Listen, your next big nightmare is June 30th, Belfast. I mean, for those that have not followed your professional career so far, it's quite unusual for a man um, to turn professional and not fight at home as of yet. Yeah. That's not been the yeah. case for you, but what a homecoming, mate. I mean, they're going to be absolutely buzzing for you on, uh, on June yeah. the 30th. You must be dead excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm over the moon. I'm, I'm very excited. You know, it's going to be a special evening. Um, who who's kind of kind of took the path that I have took so far? I don't, I don't know who has. I'm, I'm mm. headlining a, a home show. I've headlined the garden and stuff already, but I'm, yeah. I'm now I'm actually going home and I'm, and I'm in the main event in the Odyssey Arena, which is which is massive for me. It's probably bigger than the garden for me. The fact that it's you know my home stadium. Um, where where I've been the many times and, and watched fighters like Carl Frampton Helen and the atmospheres it generates is unbelievable and you know I don't think I've boxed in Ireland now sorry well Belfast actually since around 2010 2011 wow, so it's been a long wow. time and now wow. the first time back there is, is is the main event so you know I'm 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 honoured and I'm, I'm humbled by it and you know I'm, I'm taking the opportunity with both hands training really hard I'm really looking forward to putting on a great performance for for all the fans. And, and for the fans that are going that night, I know that the, the majority might just expect, all right, it's Michael's eighth fight, so therefore I've no doubt his promoter will get him a nice, easy knockover. The guy that they put you in with, Adilson de Santos, I mean, the guy, he can whack. You know what I mean? I know that he's had a few defeats, but he, he, he's he got a decent knockout ratio, so it's a proper test for you, that, Michael. Definitely. Listen, when we spoke about it, it says there's no way I can go back here and just fight a guy who's going to be a knockover job because, you know... People in Belfast are knowledgeable boxing fans, and yeah. I can't give them something that they're going to expect. They have to kind of test themselves and, and you know, prove to myself that you know what what we're doing is real, and, and you know the path we're going on is is the real path. It's not no part of record kind of thing, and you know that's what I want to do. I want to face real opposition. It's not going to be my eighth fight, but it's going to be a test right away, and and, and you know I feel I'm ready for it. For the for the British fans, mate, is this the start of you actually fighting over here? Because it's costing us a fortune on them flights, pal. You know what I mean? <laughs> getting, getting all over the place. <laughs> um, you know, I, I have my contract at least once a year back home. So, you know, I think oh, hopefully once, at least, hopefully another time this year or maybe early next year would be nice to, to come back again. But I'm not too sure what way to bring a worker. They really want to pump me in America. I have a big following over there now and, yeah, they want to capitalize on that, so you know I can see what they're doing, and you know I know that after this one, I'm not too, I have my I'm, I have a baby on the way now, so a baby to on um, July seventh, and then uh, I'm going to take a wee month or two off. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be back yeah. again, and I, I know I know I'll be back in the garden in December, but I could mm-hmm. be it before then, possibly.
listen, your missus ain't going to let you out, mate. You need to get back home and out with them night feeds and all that carry on, sunshine. That's how it works. <laughs> that is how it works, definitely. <laughs> listen, Michael, always a pleasure to speak to you, mate. Congratulations last weekend and uh, good luck in this camp as well. well. Everybody in Belfast is absolutely buzzing for June, uh, June the 30th. We get so many messages about people being excited about uh, the night. So enjoy the camp, mate, and we're looking forward to another knockout performance. Cheers, Ram. Thank you, mate. Top man, Michael Conlon there, um, who's back out on June the 30th. And another featherweight. We've been speaking about featherweights all night. We've been, uh, obviously, we've got a new featherweight world champion in Josh Warrington. How far is he off, Joe? Be, be honest with me. I mean, I know that he's a, he's had a, an illustrious amateur career as Michael Conlon, but he's only had seven uh, fights as a pro. Um, probably needs a real step up in class next time, doesn't he? I know the kids that he's fighting has been beaten previously, but he is a knockout puncher, this guy, so he's going to have to have his wits about him on June the 30th. Yeah, listen, he's uh, with Adam Booth now. Adam Booth, he makes the right moves at the right time. His calculations are never far wrong. Um, I think bringing him back home, boxing in Belfast, I'd say once he gets around the 11-0, 12-0 mark, they'll be wanting to move him then and... Uh, Looking at the featherweight scene tonight, we like I say we've just seen the change in the guard there with mm. Lee Selby. Gary Russell could get beat tonight, and it could open up. And it's about the right fight at the right time. You've seen how Adam moved Ryan Burnett into a world title situation and got it at the right time. And Michael Conlon could be the kid that's coming through um, at the right time, or for a back end the next year of a world title fight. Uh, well, stick with us on uh, Talksport. This is Fight Night, your home for boxing. Because next we're going to be talking about a man that we seem to speak about every single week, Canelo Alvarez. He's finally enrolled into uh, uh, the Vada Three Hundred and Sixty Five uh, drug testing program. A little bit like I said earlier on in the show, the, the bolting the door after the horse has uh, cleared the stable. But we'll get stuck into it next uh, with Joe Gallagher and Paul Smith. Do stick with us. You're listening to Talksport. Still Snoop Dogg and Di. Di. Guess who's back? Uh, you're listening to Fight Night on Talksport. Joe Gallagher just laughed at me because this is obviously Chris Eubank Jr.'s ring walk music. Just thought we'd throw it in there for you, mate. Just to uh, not wind you up, but just just drop the hint for the World Boxing Super Series. Get us ready. Get, us get ready, you ready, mate. Get, get you ready. ready. Is get this ready. before or after Simply the Best? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we will uh, obviously have more information on uh, the dates of the World Boxing Super Series on next week's show, so make sure you uh, join us. And the next week's show is actually uh, coming to you live from Liverpool Echo Arena because we're at the UFC. I'll tell you a little bit more about that in the next half an hour, so stick around. Uh, right now, though, uh, on uh, Fight Night, I want to talk about this situation with uh, Canelo uh, Alvarez. We speak, to, speak about him every single week, obviously. Everybody knows uh, the situation regarding the Clem Butterall, the Triple G fight being called off, the alleged ban, and now obviously when it all uh, when he's allowed to fight again, we've uh, we spoke about Oscar De La Hoya last week, saying that he'll be back uh, September fifteenth, maybe against Triple G, maybe against someone else. Loads of different rumours as to what will happen. But this week, um, he has finally uh, signed up for the uh, Vada three hundred sixty five day uh, drug testing program, and when I saw it, I was like. <laughs> Yeah, well, whatever. What's the point of that? Because you've already been caught. Um, now, this is obviously connected to um, the WBC. Loads of different programmes regarding um, each different uh, sanctioning body. But what I want to ask you to, seeing as you're connected to the world of boxing, as a fighter and as a trainer, do we not need an overhaul of this whole system to the extent where maybe we have one particular governing body and maybe that's even going to bring in more bureaucracy, I don't know. But one, I'm just trying to think of a way of trying to make it really clean for fans to understand. For example, with the Canelo situation, he gets popped for Clembuterol, gets a six-month ban because he's uh, been uh, helping him out with their inquiries, let's say. Eric Morales, a couple of years previous, 
did the exact same thing, got popped for Clambutrol. He gets banned for two years. So I know it's a different state. One came from Nevada, one came from New York or, or USADA. It just seems extremely confusing for fans. And I'm sure it's confusing for trainers and fighters as well. Should we not just have one governing body that just goes, right, these are the rules. You get popped once, you get a one-year ban, you get popped twice, you're out, sling, sling you up. What do you think? <laughs> I think go on. I, th- I think it's an absolute minefield. And if 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 you have a an allergic allergic reaction to something, or if you have a I don't know a shoulder operation, Liam Smith had an allergic reaction. George Groves had a shoulder operation. They they could prescribe you steroids to take or cream or or uh, an injection while you're on the operating table that you you know that you you declare. So because you got that letter of the doctor that says you're okay to take it. So because of that, people are taking advantage of it and they're going to take other steroids, which is performance enhancing, which will make them perform better. Mm. But oh, this is a certificate of my doctor. It's called a TUE, isn't it? Yeah. Therapeutic Use Exemption. I remember when I was fighting Arthur Abraham, being asked by the, either the lawyer or the, the doctor, have you got any TUEs? And I didn't even know what he was. I said, mm. what is it? He said, the use exemption for something you may be taking off your doctor. What have you taken this week? And it was like two paracetamol. I, think I, had I remember having a conversation with you and you said that you couldn't take, was it nasal sprays or something? Yeah. You weren't allowed, allowed to take them? Yeah, but but this is what I mean. We know all this because we have a list in front of you saying you can't take mm. any of them things. So it's a known fact that a, a skier got done with, with a nasal spray um, in a Winter Olympics about 15, 16 years ago mm. and got a gold medal to cover. Mm. Now, it was just a nasal spray. Now, it will show up with something in it what will be similar to cocaine or another another drug of that sort. But it's not those type of drugs that are doing it. Paul Chavez got, got collared with marijuana in the system, didn't he? And, mm. and got a six-month ban or something. Canelo was on clenbuterol and got, what, less? A slap, the a slap on the wrist, yeah. You know, it, it's not fair. The fine uh, Canelo got was like 200,000 US dollars or something. I don't know what, even know what Canelo's been um, fined. He wasn't fined. Canelo wasn't fine. Well, there you go. He was just he was just banned for six months what when he was saying, already out anyway with a knee injury. Exactly. And what you were saying about be in the states, you know, different states have different rules. That's the problem in boxing. Yeah. And that's the problem in sport. I have one rule for everyone, no matter what governing body or country you're in. If you're caught open, I think you should be banned for good. But say there is an example of an operation or, or something still in your system from a doctor, what's legal? Yeah. Then first strike a year, as you said, second strike you're gone. This isn't a race where you can. Sprint faster than someone and, and beat them, you could kill someone in the ring. Mm. Uh, and I really don't want it to get to that point where it's going to happen to, to have drug cheats banned then. Mm. Mm. It's a, the, problem, the problem is, fans aren't daft. They know it's a lot worse than what it is at this moment in time, than what is being portrayed, let's say, through media outlets or what is allowed to be portrayed through media outlets. It seems to me that we're getting better at catching people. For example, the Canelo situation. He got caught. But then you've got to reprimand properly, have you not? Yeah, 100%. I feel they had a great example there to make a lesson to everybody. This is Canelo, the big earner. Listen, your band is suspended two years. Me, I'm just like one strike, you're gone. You're gone, that's just cheating. And I don't feel we'll see a change in them rules to someone's killed, maimed in the ring. Yeah. And boxing will give itself its biggest mm. black eye. Somebody will be in a stand for murder, manslaughter... And then it'll be all changed. Why didn't we do this? Why didn't we do that? Because it's not like Ben Johnson and yeah. Carl Lewis and bang the Olympics. You're running against each other. You're punching each other and you're trying to win. I'm not saying you may. It's tactically wise. But Talk to me about this argument then. Talk to me about this. Sorry, Adam. I go, go. having a conversation with Kerry Kays about the sprinters, about the likes of Ben Johnson's and Bolt. And I was saying it's amazing how Bolt. And 
it's bad that you think this way, but I, I said it's amazing how Bolt hasn't been caught with it in the system for how good he is. Because them sprinters, they say, you know, grapevine, jungle drums, whatever you want to call it, the grapevine, that everyone on that starting lineup will likely be using something. But I remember them saying a great line, the developers are always one step ahead of the testers. Mm. And if they don't know what they're testing for, these tests, this was in sprinting, but it's yeah. got, obviously got to be applied to all sports. If the testers don't know what they're testing for, they can't find it. Yeah, of course. And they're employing the top doctors to find a way that yeah. they won't get caught, they will be masked and everything else. But they should have been, Canelo should have been banned two years straight away. There's your money, there's yeah. everything. Perfect got. opportunity to yeah, make perfect. the golden boy. 100%. Regarding drugs in sport, in, well, in boxing in particular, seeing as that this is a boxing show, one thing that winds me up so much is speaking about drugs in sport and maybe, for example, talking about Price getting beaten off guys that have been on, on the gear, right? And then fans coming back saying, it has still got knocked out anyway. Yeah. It doesn't make a difference. Well, if it doesn't make a difference, let everybody take the drugs then. Yeah. I think Billy Joe Saunders put a tweet out there when the Canelo came out. That's just give a license to everyone. Go, Joe, what? Let's yeah. all get on it. Exactly. And if we get caught, we get caught. And if we don't, we don't. Let, let's run. The, let's run the risk. I think it's Billy big. Joe put something else. And you can see that. You can it's see that. Be, I'll, I'll be, be like them, them, them gun cases. You know, everyone else is carrying one, so I should. Yeah. Uh, and it's not the case, sorry. Just because he, they're they're cheating and taking drugs, you do it the right way. Yeah. You do it the the honest way, you know, you graft, you, you do everything that you need to do naturally and you, you can sleep at night. Yeah. And, 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 but it's the, the money involved at that level. But, but but the thing is, Adam, I've said all along, if everyone does be, we love this sport, we want the best fighting the best. If a trainer doesn't train a drug cheat, a yeah. manager doesn't manage a drug You're cheat, right, yeah, and no. a promoter doesn't promote a drug cheat, and TV doesn't televise a drug cheat, that's the end of the drug cheat. Sanctioning cheats. bodies have got to not be able to allow them to the be champs. And the the trouble is there's, there's, there's drug cheats, who have been caught, some may say innocently, by going there, going across the chemist, asking for something, a protein drink. Uh, drink. Eat, eating a, Mexican meat. Yeah, listen, <laughs> there's a website there, you can go in there, to touch on the nasal sprays, I was got a Vegas with John Murray, Kerry Kays goes, with air conditioning, you might get a blocked nose, be careful which nasal sprays you take, because some of them carry mm. banned substances over there. So I was like, wow. So you go onto a website and you check. If you're an athlete and you're a professional, Capital that's professional. Yeah. You check everything that's going into you, yeah. or one hundred percent. So I get annoyed when I see broadcasters then giving the time of day, giving people that being panned the a chance to get on there because of the money. It's wrong. Just ban them from the start. I commentated on a uh, kid Galahad's last fight yep. on Sky, and I had a uh, I had a lot of tweets after on social media telling me either well done for saying it because no one else did, or you know, bit harsh saying it because it should be left in the past. But the question to me was, why is it, Paul, that he's not getting a world title fight? I said, because no one wants to fight him because he's a drug cheat. He's, yeah. he's a convicted drug cheat. Yeah. You know, he, he said his brother spiked his protein drink. You know, and I've had some arguments over the years with my brothers. And I've had some fights over the years over stuff and, and everything else. But I don't think none of them would spike me with a steroid in a protein mm. drink. You know, little things like that. But you have to just be honest in this game now and, and say that's the reason why he's going to have to go to mad the position to get that shot. But yeah. then, as, as you've just said, it shouldn't technically be allowed you know I'd, ra I'd much rather someone have a, uh, a recreational drug in the system than a performing anti drugs yeah. in, in my system as a fighter and you as a trainer I'm sure you'd be the same yeah you, you look at Price is it pure left that he just fought Povetkin 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 there now he was a cheat Price yeah. went and fought now Povetkin's won he's on the shot of a world title he's the WBA manager for yeah. and the people around him and the governing bodies are sanctioning him and it's like 
hang on, you can't come out and go, we're enrolling this clean programme. Mm. And then the next thing they say, we're going to say, well, you've had your punishment now, we're going to support you and get world title. The WBC the could make an, an example now of Canelo, couldn't he? Say, well, there's our drug programme, you failed. You're not, you're not allowed to enrol again, so you're not fighting for the WBC title again. I think the same case with Canelo Alvarez, that very same day, the, the, the Japanese kid that fought um, Tevin Farmer that night, he got yeah, back he caught did, with yeah, it and they did. gave him a six-month, because they gave him six months, they went, well, you give him six months. Mm. Canelo's getting six yeah. months when they should have banned the two of them. Regarding the Canelo thing, the frustrating thing about it is he's a good fighter. He doesn't need to be on it. He doesn't need to be on it so that, you know... And also, as well as that, it brings in all his previous victories into disrepute. Like, for example, I was speaking to Amir Khan. He can flag up and go to himself, well, hang on a minute, was he on it with me? Because let's be straight, he's been caught once. Doesn't mean he was. he's only took it once. Exactly. That's what winds me up. It, it's the inconsistency of it. Now, I, I usually have fellas, and, and I'm not like saying I put them in the place, but I have fellas on, on Twitter, social media, saying boxing's corrupt. I've never seen evidence of it ever. I've never seen an envelope being passed to anyone. Yeah. So I can honestly say, you're wrong. But I have fellas now tweet me saying, everyone must be on it. Well, I'm not, and people I know are, but I can't. I honestly can't say no more because I don't know who is anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that's us, the fighters and the the managers and the trainers and the promoters. We don't even know who's on it anymore or who isn't. You know, it, you used to have your suspicion to be one who you definitely thought was, but you never knew. Yeah, we, are, we haven't got a clue now. The mm. likes of Canelo getting done and everyone else, and the, the rumors coming from from the states about the, the fighters that you wouldn't believe. Mm. Maybe you just yeah. don't know. Mm. You just don't know. I'm going to choose to believe that everybody's clean just so I can carry on enjoying the sport. I know it's not, but I'm going to carry on enjoying it. Uh, do stick with us uh, because Gareth Ed Davis has been ringside tonight. Uh, it's been a memorable night at Ellen Road. We're going to catch up with him next. He's going to be live in Leeds. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Talk Sport. Cage Rage on Talk Sport with Bellator 200. See the biggest names from around the globe in the epic MMA showdown. Go to bellatormma.co.uk to get your tickets now. Let's get stuck in to uh, a little bit of uh, chat with Gareth Air Davis in a minute but first of all Bellator 200 comes live from SSE Arena Wembley on Friday the 25th of May uh, to celebrate TalkSport is giving away four VIP tickets to one lucky listener the card is stacked uh, you can get stuck into this via our website uh, TalkSport.com slash win uh, to enter or you can get your tickets via bellatormma.co.uk I'll speak to Gareth about that in a minute but first of all Mr A. Davis come on let's get stuck into uh, a little bit of conversation shall we about what's happened in Leeds tonight um, Paul Smith and uh, Joe Gallagher's in the studio with me we both sat at the start the, all three of us sat at the start of the show and said Selby's going to take this on points it'll be a tough night but he'll take it on points flipping heck mate he got manners put on him didn't he? Yeah, I've just stepped outside the press conference room. Josh Warrington's in there now. It's a very crowded room here at Allen Road. I mean, a very emotional night, you know. Walked in by Lucas Radderby, 20,000 Baying fans. The Kaiser Chiefs play, I'm not joking, it was an amazing atmosphere. The fans were brilliantly well-behaved. And Josh Warrington would not be denied tonight. He said going into this, he'd summoned up the thoughts of Billy Graham when, when he had the fight with uh, Kostya Zou for Ricky Hatton. And he really did that against Selby tonight. Never allowed Selby a foothold in the fight. He drew Selby into a dogfight and he never let him off the leash. Even when Selby came back in the middle rounds, his tenacity was just extraordinary and he would simply not be denied. This is a very famous night at Ellen Road and an amazing, magnificent victory for him. Gareth, we've had to watch it without the sound on, mate, right? So we've, we've been enjoying, obviously, uh, watching the fight itself. But what was the atmosphere like in the stadium tonight? Well, I mean, it was just, I mean, people are just filtering out now. I can see through the glass doors out on the, the streets. There is going to be, I mean, I know we've had, we're not allowed to mention the royal wedding, but we had those celebrations earlier in the day. And, and, and then it will be, there will be crowds singing long into the night. 
in Leeds tonight because it is, you know, football stadium fights as, as, or big, big stadium fights, as you guys know. You've been involved in a lot of them. They, they develop a fantastic atmosphere. And, you know, the, the fans really made the atmosphere tonight. They, they got the, the details right. This was Josh Warrington's dream venue. He came here and he absolutely delivered. And it will be long remembered. And the great thing for him now, he's got an over 20,000 following that will come here and watch him fight. He can draw the world champions here to have unifications now, defences. As Joe and Paul know, once you've got that following and you've got the belt within your possession, that's when you've got the gold in your hands. That's what I think now for him anyway. What what is what's the chat afterwards? Because a lot of people, as as we as we said in the studio, we thought that maybe Selby would take this on points, uh, but he has uh, basically he, he basically thrown the baby out with the bathwater as a boy. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people were talking. Selby comes through this. He sets up a fight with Frampton in uh, in Northern yeah. Ireland. Um, that's probably not going to happen now. Is it going to be Warrington going up there to take that on? What, what what's the chat from Frank? What's he saying? Well, look, there's. I mean, I mean. Frank's chatting away in the press conference room at the moment. I spoke to him after the fight. I mean, I had the fight fairly close. Not a lot of people agree, but I was sitting behind the, the, the judge, actually, that scored it for Selby that will surprise a lot of people. Um, but Frank's feeling is that when Warrington's got such a big following here, you might even be able to draw Frampton to come here to fight because the mm. Irish would definitely travel and they could stack this place with 30,000 people, in my view. Um, but Warrington can also defend uh, here against other people. I don't know necessarily if he is going to fight Frampton first. I mean, you know, he's he, he may do. I mean, it's a big money fight for him. It's a it's a very difficult fight for him. But, I, you know, the, the great thing for Warrington tonight is he showed that he's got a world-class temperament, a world-class heart, and world-class engine about him. He's, you know, he's not a knockout merchant, but I tell you what, he never tired in that fight. And he took all of Lee Selby's heaviest, hardest, biggest shots tonight. I mean, I don't know if I can ask Joe and Paul about that because, you know, most insiders, myself included, he was a one to four um, dog to win this fight, basically, Selby. But I, I, I think we have to really praise what, what Josh Warrington did tonight. Joe, Paul. 100%, Gareth, it's Paul. Um, I, I said before the fight, and I'm sure... You know the, the people who think they know, but as I was saying before, I don't think anyone will have will have backed Warrington in, in the trade, but he proved every one of us wrong. And the big the big question was whether Selby would be bad at the weight that make him tired and that make that make Warrington come on strong. But I didn't expect him to dominate the way he did Warrington. And watching it here in the studio without sound, near enough every round you thought Warrington was was doing enough to to probably get every round, but. We only gave a few to a few to Selby. It was probably an eight-four fight, I think. But I wanted to ask you, Gareth, does he um, Selby have a, a rematch clause in the contract? I don't think he did. No, I don't think that. Uh, I mean, look, that, that's a viable option because Selby is with, you know, he's with Al Hamer, but he's also with BT Sport Frank Warren now as well. But you know, in terms of you know free agency, it wouldn't be a problem to do that. I, I, I don't see any reason why Warrington would worry about fighting Selby a second time, frankly. Because I think it's it's weird, isn't it? A beats B, B beats C, C beats A in, in boxing sometimes. And I yeah. think what we'll find with, with Warrington and Selby is that Warrington actually has his number in style. Um, he drew, Selby is a very proud man, and he wouldn't back down tonight, and he got drawn into that dogfight. When he did back off a little more and box cleverly, I thought in rounds maybe six, seven, and eight, 
He looked so much better, but he got drawn back in a proud yeah. way yeah. by Josh Warrington, and he couldn't and he couldn't do anything, Joe. You were no, saying no, you no, were it, saying that, weren't you, Joe? No, I was saying that he was getting dragged into a fight. He reminded me a little bit of Paul Ingle tonight, Josh Warrington. Mm. Paul Ingle, not the biggest puncher, but high tempo, good work rate. I managed to interesting looking at the IBF ratings before tonight's fight, Gareth. Josh Warrington was one, number two was vacant, number three, Kid Galahad. There's a big Yorkshire show down there at Leeds Football well, Stadium, Gareth. But there you go. I mean, I don't know who um, if is Galahad a free agent at the moment, is he with Frank Warren? If he is that fight will be made next. I mean, that, again, that is a terrific fight, and this place will be absolutely full. I mean, I've got to say, you know, the Yorkshire crowds were, were I mean, they are so strongly into their sports. And, you know, a lot of the fans here tonight weren't necessarily boxing fans, but I think a, a new group of people will have been, you know, kind of interred into the sport tonight because I'm not joking, it was an amazing atmosphere here. It reminds me of Everton, uh, Goodison Park with the... Uh, with, with Tony Bellew against Lumba Macabu. Um, you know, it didn't have the, the, the size and, and the magnificent size that we've seen in the, uh, in the Cardiff Stadium. I've got, I've got uh, Josh Warrington's coach here. I'm just going to put on the line to you right now. And we're here to chat to talk sport for us. Oh, oh. Hello. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Gareth uh, Davies is like a little ferret around the old uh, annals now of uh, Ellen Road. Listen, congratulations. What a tremendous night tonight. The game plan was absolutely bang on. He never took yeah, his foot off the front gas, did he? No, no. What was that? Are we going live now? You're live now, yeah. So watch the I old lingo. What was that? What was that? We started to create angles and uh, we started to draw him and then count him, defending counter. We knew that he only had like a minute and a half in each round. So that's what we started to do. We started to exploit that. Um, a game plan, yeah, I mean, for the bloke who doesn't know what he's doing and constantly get messages, getting you up there, and we won every major title now, so I really <laughs> like <laughs> listen, Sean, congratulations. Listen, Joe Gallagher here. Uh, listen, I'll be first to admit I was wrong. I'd pick Selby on points, um, but a great performance tonight. Congratulations to you tonight. I know the hard work you've put in over the years with him and uh, go and enjoy yeah. that success tonight, mate. Congratulations to you and Josh. Yo, that means a lot, does that? Because you know something, on paper, you would go with Lee Selby. You would go with him on paper, so I forgive you for that, Joe. No, but, thank you, mate. I think everyone did, mate. I think everyone did tonight. Many, many times, Joe, but... No problem. Listen, congratulations. Listen, it's a great feeling. I've done it with Anthony and Liam, and listen, yeah, to, to do it with your own son, it's just a, a fantastic achievement. Well done, mate. And uh, take no heed of the naysayers, the proofs in the pudding. And remember the golden yeah, no. rule he who has the gold makes the rules, and you've got the gold yeah, tonight, go. mate. We've, we've both had knockers, John. We keep proving them wrong, don't we? <laughs> That's it, mate. Enjoy your night. <laughs> Have a good one, yeah, Sean. Take care, you. mate. Nice Cheers, one, mate. Thanks. Bye. Top man. Super. See, so see what I mean, Gareth. That's what I like yeah. about you, Gareth. You know what I mean. You're in there. It's like when you were in I Vegas in and you, you were you were having you were playing. <laughs> when you were in Vegas, you were on that table with uh, James the Girl. You know what I mean. You're taking this to the next level now. Good lad. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, regarding, uh, I just want to quickly get you as well on next week on the, on Friday's show because I know that you're going to be uh, keeping an eye across a different platform that we have a look at as well in Mixed Martial Arts. Bellator next Friday. Uh, Bellator 200. You're obviously here now for the whole of that run. Should be an absolute cracker on Friday night in London. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, look, Bellator and the UFC are both in town next week. Um, it, you know, Friday and Sunday. Bellator is a massive event. It's a, it's a blockbuster historic event for them. It's their 200th event. You know, we, we, we've talked about it for the last two months. 
and I wrote a column about Aaron Chalmers uh, interview after an interview with Aaron Chalmers. Um, you know, the tattooed love rat who's bedded over 800 women, who's become a mixed martial artist, like a lot of kind of uh, stars or actors or reality TV stars of the past. He wanted to challenge himself in the, t- you know, in the toughest sport on earth, which is mixed martial arts or boxing. They are the, they are the toughest individual sports on earth. Um, you know, Jack Palance did it. He was, he boxed in smokers in Philadelphia years ago. Um, Josh Herdman, who was in, uh, is in Harry Potter, um, is, is boxing in MMA. Mickey Rourke did it for a while, but mm. Chalmers is a f- fascinating character. And he's just one of the aperitifs on that show. Mirko Krokop, pride, UFC, kickboxing legend, uh, on the, on the card against Roy Nelson. who will be a great favorite with the, with the British fans with his belly and his beard. There's so many great fights. There are two fights on the card that will could be main events anywhere else. Michael Carvalho defending the middleweight title against Gegard Mousasi, who's like a magician on a magic carpet when he fights. And, uh, and Linton Vassell, who's challenged for the light heavyweight crown against Phil Davis, the former champion. All really high-level fights. And, you know, I spoke to, just to mention on that theme, I spoke to Marshall Zelaznik, who used to run the UFC in the UK. And, you know, Rico Verhoeven, who's been training, who's, who's the world heavyweight kickboxing champion, who's been training with Tyson Fury. Um, he's even coming to Birmingham on June the 2nd. There, there, and, you know, Tyson Fury's back on June the 9th. He was here tonight. We heard from him earlier on the show, as you know. But the, 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 there is so much vim and vigor and fistful of dollars because so many fans want to see fight sports in the UK at the moment. This is the home of all combat sports right now. And, you know, I mean, I'd I'd love to be with you guys here tonight because the atmosphere is just incredible once again. Listen, you stay safe, right? I know that Brigitte is your type of neck of the woods in Leeds, but stay out (laughs) of the way. Stay out of the way of the weather spoons. All right, lad? (laughs) I will do. Good man. I'll see you next week, no doubt. Uh, Bellator 200, don't forget, live from uh, Arena, uh, the SSE Arena at Wembley. Uh, on Friday night, all right? So make sure you get yourself stuck in that where you can get yourself um, some VIP tickets off our website, uh, talksport.com slash winner to enter that competition. Sorry, talksport.com slash win to enter that competition. Or you can get your tickets from Bellator, uh, mma.co.uk. Cage Rage on TalkSport with Bellator 200. See the biggest names from around the globe in the epic MMA showdown. Go to bellatormma.co.uk to get your tickets now. Nothing better than hearing this when you're in the changing rooms at the arena in Manchester, eh? Bit of Neil Diamond rings out. You know, it's short time, don't you, Joe? It does, mate. I thought they were going to play that today at the Royal Wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been better the two of them walking out the church, Sweet Caroline playing, wouldn't it? Get the crowd <laughs> revved up outside. Oh, yeah. Magic. You're listening to uh, Find Out on TalkSport. Joe Gallagher and Paul Smith with me for the final couple of minutes. If you've missed any part of the show, by the way, uh, it will be available as a podcast, which you can download at Fight Night on your iTunes if you want to have a little bit of nosy. It's available on our website as well, TalkSport, all right? Uh, now then, let's talk light heavyweights, shall we? Uh, seeing as that you've got one who's doing quite well at this moment in time, I want to talk about Callum Johnson, who put in uh, a fantastic performance last time out. Lots of chat now about uh, a certain Artur What's the score, my friend? Because um, I keep an eye on Callum's uh, Twitter, and he said, listen, Sunshine, I'm having it. I fancy it, you know what I mean? Does he fancy it? Yeah, definitely. Um, Eddie Hearn came up to him at the O2. He said, I've just spoke to Callum Johnson. I've just said to him, uh, got mandatory for Artur B to be a... Uh, 
do you fancy it? And he went, yeah, too right, I do good. And then he's walked away going, he said he did like to come over to me, shocked as all the girls, expecting him to swerve it. But that's Callum. I've said to Callum, uh, um, you're not boxing for another 18 months if that's how you've got to come out and perform, uh, like I did with Frank Buglione. Uh, he's only done 91 seconds in 18 months. But, uh, nah, listen, he's, he's manager's challenger. Um, we're in negotiations at the moment. And Callum's full on for going yeah. in there. His mindset was, listen, I was a world-class amateur. I beat Russians on the circuit. It's the same as a man like me, two arms, two legs. He can whack, I can whack, let's do it. I'm aware Anthony Yardi, Frank Buglione, they turned down the opportunity and uh, Callum became a manager challenger off his win over Frank Buglione, surprisingly. I mean, you can't fault Callum's uh, attitude for uh, obviously wanting to get in the mix here, but sometimes, Paul, opportunities prevent themselves, uh, present themselves, should I say, and you've just got to take them because you don't know when something like this might come again. No, exactly. I've always said this, and, and I've had I've had a couple myself. You know, it, you, you've got to um, you've got to take it when it's given to you because you, you're exactly right. You don't know when the phone's going to ring, and, and that's how it goes. And I remember I I just lost to, to Arthur Abraham in the rematch, and um, I lost fair and square. He, he he was good. He was better on the night. Went on all deep. My missus and the kids to Marbella. I'm lying on the beach, and the phone goes, and it's Joe. Um, what are you up to? I said sitting on the beach. He said, hey, Andre Ward's been on. You know, still there for you." I said, Tom, phone me back. So then Eddie phoned me, Paul, do you want to fight Andre Ward? I said, yeah, when, how much? Just let me know. And he phoned me back. He told me, I phoned Joel straight away. And I said, I better go. And get, better better go. get off the all-inclusive. <laughs> I phoned phone the surgeon straight away. I said, book me in for that up quick. I can't wait. No, I'll have to get it done, take quick. And I got my elbow sorted out. It was only Keogh, only, only small. Went home. Yeah. Before you know it, we're over in New York with my dad having a press conference, getting in, introduced on stage with Andre Ward by Whoopi Goldberg. It was it was just no surreal situation. You have to take them when they come. No, up you do. They might not come again. It's a great opportunity for Callum. At the same time, we've said to Eddie, "Listen, we're not got to run, run, rush into this. There's purse bids. Um, I think it's eighty five fifteen um, when it's the IBF." Callum Johnson needs to be paid. He's going in there and putting his health and his career on the line. Against a serious fight. I mean, better be. He's right up there. He's the light heavyweight Triple G. He's one of the seriously hardest punchers in world boxing today. Uh, 12 fights, 12 wins, 12 knockouts. I think he's only gone 12 rounds once and ended up winning by knockout in the 12th round. So it's a serious fight. Eddie Hearn announced a huge deal last week and uh, hopefully he'll spend a little bit of money on that and Callum Johnson. So we're going big, to America. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're going to America, Canada, or we're bringing him over here. So uh, hmm. I know matchroom boxing is doing very well at the moment and uh, like I say, for this kid, it's a huge opportunity. What a, what a story it's been for the kid in over the last two or three years and for him to fight for a world title now... A kid at Christmas that was down and out, didn't think he'd box again, and I was on the verge of fighting for world title. Boxing, at times, is such a beautiful sport, yeah. and stories like this replicate it. No I'm question. 100% it gives people a chance to change their lives, and this is what's happening to Callum Johnson at the moment. Regarding the, the world level, uh, you, we just mentioned Better Behave, obviously. We've got the likes of Bivol. We've got a couple of guys in action tonight in Badu Jack and Stevenson. Regarding that level, I mean, we've got a really good, thriving UK light heavyweight division, haven't we? Yeah. We've mentioned, obviously, Callum, you mentioned a couple of other lads, Boazzi, you probably get chucked in there as well. And that's, for me, tested, just as a fan, just the British level, seeing all them having a bit of a go with each other would be absolutely tremendous. But now Callum's kind of just breaking to have a go at this world level. Is there a, is there a big gap between world level and British level? Or... Or are we a lot closer than a lot of fans would suggest? No, I do think there's a, there's a, there's a huge gap. Yeah. I think there's a big gap from British to European level. A lot of these fighters that are fringe world title are from Germany, Eastern European, um, Russia. There, there's some 
unbelievable talents that are about to be through. Like you see, of late, once them belts have vacated of Andre Ward, now you've got Bivol um, and B to B have big punches. That Not even mention Kovalev's name, have no, we? No, Kovalev, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was so just going to cut you, Joe, and say, sorry, it's not the fact that the Brits are bad at all. There's some exceptional talents in the yeah. like David Bivol's uh, like going to be one of the next big things. I think he, he's absolutely brilliant. And the names that you've mentioned, and then you come in at the end because <laughs> of someone we forgot about, just happened to be Kovalev. That's yeah. how good the division is. Mm. It's not that the Brits are bad, is it? You're right, exactly what you're saying. But, but, but like like Callum Johnson's attitude is same as me as a man. He can punch. Callum was a, a good amateur, Commonwealth Games gold medalist, being all over the world. Um, and he's got that mindset. He's been over to LA with us, training camps, good sparring. So he's got the confidence and he's going in. He's got nothing to lose. If he wins, brilliant. He's world champion. If he loses, he's back to where he is now. He's still British champion. Mm. And he's got some great tasty domestic fights um, with Anthony Yarde and uh, uh, Boatze. Uh, I think it's a bit too soon for Joshua Boatze. I watched yeah. him the other day. I know that there's a lot of hype beginning to help around him, but he's work in progress. I don't think he's... Well, as far as I I'm think, concerned, Jose Burton, Cam Johnson, yeah. in my opinion, is 18 months from challenging my life. Yeah, he's a pro, he's a prospect, but but he's a very good one, and I think he's the best prospect. He's beautiful to watch out of a lot yeah, of the, yeah. the, the young amateurs that have just turned over. But he's got plenty of time, and he, he is away off them. But I think out of all of them, you know, I think we've got the I think the, the best two up here mm. in in Callum Johnson number one, Jose Burton number two. I think closely followed by Yabugnioli, and then Yardy. You know, I think Yardy's still a work in progress. You know, he, he's not. Well, he didn't have an amateur background, did he? I mean, he's, near, he's still learning on the job. Yeah, He's nowhere near ready to go for any world titles mm. yet, and I wouldn't necessarily put him in for the British just yet. I think he's got to develop himself more and, and find his own you know, his own rhythm, his own style, and, mm. and, and try and do it his own way, which, which, he's, which he's obviously doing. I can see him moving up to Cruiserweight. Um, big lad. Anthony Yardy, big mm. lad. Well, we've only got a couple of minutes left. It's been a pleasure being with you. Tonight, it's... Uh, Sticking with light heavyweights, this is this is it's Stevenson versus Jack. Stevenson's been out of the ring for such a long period of time. I think he only fights like once every eighteen months, doesn't he? The WBC champion, Badu Jack, stepped up to this weight. Obviously, we've seen him in um, in January of last year with uh, James DeGale. I know he stepped up this weight. He's fought at uh, light heavy before. How do you see this going? To be honest with you, I think the inactivity may play a part, but I still think Stevenson will, will flatten him. I think I think he's a massive punch. Is too hard. Yeah, I think he just is too hard. I think look at. I mentioned before, you know, when he fought Tony Bellew, Bellew's massive, big light heavyweight. He was struggling at the weight, granted, so his punch resistance wasn't there because he's taken full-blown shots now of heavyweight comfortably. But he's a destroyer, Stevenson. And I think once he hits Jack and Jack realises the, the type of power in the yeah. step up with that eight pounds, sorry, that seven pound step up to light heavyweight, I think it might just be a little too much for him. You go along with that? Or are you going the other way? Opposite. But I've rate Badu Jack, big fan of Badu Jack. Yeah. There's a lot of basic things, yeah. very, very, very good. And um, Stevenson's inactivity, Badu Jack hits the body well. I think he could be chopping him down, a bit like Ward did with Kovalev. I just fancy Badu Jack pull out a real, real close decision contest on it. There you go. Gentlemen, absolute pleasure to have you uh, on the show. Thank you so much for your time. Even though I did make you watch the fight with no sound on, you can go on now and watch it in uh, in full Dolby Surround 5.1 because I know that you've got cinemas at your house. You, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you very much for that. Next week, by the way, we've got a little bit of a, a special show for you because it's not on Saturday night. It's the Champions League next Saturday. Paul can't do next Saturday because you're going to a cup final. Is that right? In Kiev or something? Yeah, is that just, right? Just a little one where, yeah, where Joe yeah. would love to be. Just yeah. to wind you up a little bit more, Joe. Yeah, after your boys got yeah, 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 you do that. <laughs> uh, so that's next week that's going to be live on TalkSport Real Madrid versus Liverpool so that's next Saturday night so there won't be fight night next Saturday night uh, fight night's coming to you on Sunday live from the Echo Arena in Liverpool uh, because we're celebrating the birth of Darren Till in the UFC let's just say as he takes on Wonderboy make sure you come and join us next week Hold up 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> 